Welcome back to another daily walk. Well, it's uh, trying to walk, but it's a little bit wet, so I found a little pavilion to record in. So uh, anyway, you might hear some raindrops in the background. Um, hey, beautiful, beautiful day anyway. Uh, I love the rain just as much. I used to live in a desert a long time ago, and so rain is just this glorious thing. You know, it's like rain. What is this stuff? Yeah, when you live in a desert. <laughs> but there's different types of deserts in this world. One of those deserts is the desert of morality, and that's kind of where we find ourselves today. And people always ask this question. Of course, we addressed this on a daily walk recently. You know, why is it that God allows this to happen, you know? And... The reality is God has handed us over because of our impertinent hearts and our impertinent minds. And I was reminded of that today as I was reading Isaiah. So, of course, in Isaiah chapter 6, uh, we have the calling of the prophet Isaiah. So he has this vision and he has this, this vision of this throne room of God. And then he is purified in the middle of this. And so what ends up happening is um, he's purified when the seraphim flies over, touches his lips with, with a coal, and then he hears God saying, we're in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who shall go for us? And Isaiah responds, Then I said, Here I am, send me. So this is an interesting thing because oftentimes we get so caught up in in the concept of, you know, we got to go out and, and as we go out into the world, you know, everyone's going to turn around. And the reality is there are going to be a lot of people who reject the gospel. This is what the parable of the sower was about. And it's sad. Now, we don't know who's going to reject the gospel. We can never give up on somebody while they are here on this planet. We cannot. We got to keep praying. We got to keep preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. But what I want to make clear here, there is another verse of scripture, and I forgot to look it up earlier. It just came to my mind, and it and it says, "Seek the Lord in the day of salvation." In other words, seek the Lord now while you can find Him, because you may not always have the opportunity. So, what is this message? Isaiah's like, "Send me, I'll go." What's what's the message I'm going to deliver? All right, here is your message, Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah chapter 6, picking up in verse 9. Then he said, go and tell this people, keep on listening, but do not perceive. Keep on looking, but do not understand. Render the hearts of this people insensitive, their ears dull, their eyes dim. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and return and be healed. Um, God, did you just tell me to go to this people and basically say you're going to be destroyed and I don't want you to hear and understand because then you'd be turned and be healed? Um, so he says, uh, Lord, how long? And he answers, until the cities are devastated and without inhabitants, the houses are without people and the land is utterly desolate. That the Lord has removed men far away and forsaken the places and many in the midst of the land. Yet there will be a tenth portion in it and it will be again be subject to burning like the terebinth or an oak whose stump remains when it is felled. The holy seed is its stump. So from that stump is going to be raised a remnant. That stump is the remnant. The entire ungodly people is washed away, leaving only the stump, and a remnant is going to come up and be restored. That is the reprobate in our current world. Now, 
People look at this and go, well, I mean, come on, that's the Old Testament. The Old Testament prophets are just doom and gloom, and it's a different God, and it's a God of love, and a God of peace, and a God of joy, and, and you know, no matter what you do, no matter your, whatever your sin, no matter what, God just absolutely loves you, so just keep on doing what you're doing. And the reality is, no, let's find a similar passage in the New Testament. Romans Chapter 1, starting in verse 18. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in, un in unrighteousness, because of which is known about God, which is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood so what, through what has been made so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. All right, so... This is a people who has turned themselves away from God. The self-evidentness of God has been cast away. They don't want anything to do with that. They've turned away. So what ends up happening? Verse 24, Romans 1, 24. Therefore, God gave them over to the lusts of their hearts and to impurities, so their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. In other words, we have turned away from God. We have cast him aside. We don't want anything to do with him. We don't want anything to do with his laws. Oftentimes, we might want the good stories, the good morality, but we will not obey the God who is. And so when we persistently and consistently turn away from God, he gives us over to the desires of our hearts. He gives us over to the sin that so destroys us. He gives us over to our lives, and then what ends up happening, it picks up. Verse 26, For this reason God gave them over to degrading passions, for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural, and in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function and the, of the woman and burned in their desire towards one another, men with men committing indecent acts in receiving their own persons the due penalty of their error. So, in other words... That is actually a description of homosexuality. One of many sins that God turns us over to when we perpetually and persistently and consistently deny him. But it continues on. Verse 28. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, envy, uh, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. And although they know the ordinances of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but they give hearty approval to those who practice them. So, in other words, we are turned so far aside from God's law, we have so far left God's law, 
He has given us over to it, to all of the evil in our hearts and to all of the evil in our minds. And we have continually evil across our minds. That is exactly the state that God said before the flood. The minds and hearts of men are continually on evil is what he said right before the flood. And he washed it all away. And that's what happens to us today. We have turned away from God. The tragedies in our lives, the tragedies in our countries, the tragedies in our world are because we have turned aside from God. We have cast off his law. We have done nothing with him. There is hope. That is the first part of Romans. It goes on, and we're not going to dig through entirely there through verse, but it goes on. What do you do? Well, you turn back to God. When you turn back to God and you place your trust in him, you recognize the depth of your sin, that you are a sinner, that you are incapable of overcoming your sin, and you turn yourselves back to Jesus Christ, the Savior of our sin, who willingly died on the cross for us. We place our trust in that, and then we start to learn and understand what the Scripture says. And I always recommend you tend to spend time learning what this says before you go find a church, because oftentimes churches confuse what's in here. Not to say that churches are bad. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is I want you to first and foremost understand and focus on what is the teaching of the Scripture first. And then you find your fellowship of the believers because you don't want to get pulled in. I mean, I had Mormons knock on my door the other day and I invited them back when I wasn't quite so busy. And the reality is, if you don't know one thing or the other and somebody knocks on your door with a Bible in their hand, then you're like, well, you know, I just accepted Jesus. Come on in. You have just opened yourselves up to the heart of evil. And the reality is not every church who displays a cross preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's, that's why it's important to understand your scriptures so that you can discern what is a good and a proper church. So thanks for coming along on this daily walk. Don't forget to have a look at the links in the description down below, whether you're listening to this on a podcast or whether you're watching this on YouTube or on BitChute. There will be links in the description down below. If you want to pick up any of the books that I have, you can uh, follow along any other podcasts or any other videos that I have. So thanks for coming along, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.